for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. Ha. Letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. Ha. Black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. here hello let's go welcome to another episode of blab chat this is uh, i don't even know what number josh what number 109? 109 109 episode 109 of blab chat welcome to the podcast i go by the name of ill mind this is an all music production podcast raw and uncut a little cut we cut a little bit but for the most part it's uncut kind of like josh's hair raw and uncut oh you know dirty, dirty bastard here we go so my name is ill mind once again I'm and I'm here with some amazing co-hosts. Go ahead. I'm professional. Professor. Hi, hi, hi. I'm Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> Atlas is the shy one. Uh, we're, I was we're, trying to match her enthusiasm with uh, perfection. You did a pretty good job. Thanks. Um, we're Not missing bad. Glam. Uh, good lyrics and music. We love Glam. Glam love is you. out there being an artist. You know, she's one of my favorite artists, so she's out there. Crushing. Uh, one of grinding. my favorite cities. The oh, West yeah? Coast. Yes, West. on the West Coast. She's on the West Coast right now. So shout to Glam. She's here in spirit. Um, but we are all here. Episode 109. It's been a long time. We were supposed to have an episode last week, but I was sick. I think I got food poisoning mm-hmm. or something. Wild. It was just, it was wild. We pulled up here. Wild. We were about to do it. And then like 30 minutes before the show, I just, I crashed Oof. and crashed. Um, but I think it, it was also maybe um, just exhaustion, maybe a little bit fatigue because mm-hmm. I was traveling um, from LA that week and it was mm-hmm. a rough, rough, long week, but really amazing week. But we're here, man. Episode 109. Um, shout to, first of all, shout to all of the listeners, all of our producers, rappers, singers, engineers, aspiring artists, um, or just fans of music. Mm-hmm. Um, we really appreciate you guys listening, man. Um, 109 episode is definitely uh, humbling for us, mm-hmm. groundbreaking for us. Mm-hmm. So shout to all of our subscribers. If you're listening to this, um, please hit that subscribe button. Um, if you're on SoundCloud, hit that repost button, reshare, um, all that good stuff. If you're on YouTube, obviously subscribe to the channel and uh, spread the word, man. And shout to all of the, uh, like I said, producers, man, out there that are on the grind. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a chance to sit with a bunch of producers, upcoming producers, um, these past two days. Uh, me and Josh, right, Josh? We were in, we were in Philly and we were in DC <laughs> a couple days ago, and it was amazing. Um, I did my past the aux event, and uh, there was a lot of talent. 
a lot of talent. There were these two kids in D.C., remember Josh? They were like 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. They were some of my favorite ones out of everybody. Um, not because they were young and, and so talented. In but Philly. Like, yeah, in, in Philly. Philly. In D.C., sorry. In D.C., um, yeah. They were just incredibly, incredibly talented, man. Um, but everyone there had their own flavor. So shout to you guys who came to my Pass the Ox event. Um, if you're wondering what Pass the Ox is, all you have to do is go to my website, Illmind producer.com basically what I'm doing is I'm traveling to different cities every single month to sit down with upcoming producers and artists to network with each other uh, play their music for me and for each other and um, answer questions give constructive criticism it's really I can't really do it justice by explaining it it's just one of those events that you really have to just come to so if you're interested in coming to my event um, just go to my website illmind.com producer.com you'll see a list of cities that i'm visiting and uh you can pull up it's really amazing there's a bunch of video content on my youtube channel ill mind vision uh that you can you know see and check out what what you know what the event is about but it's super amazing so next month i will be in uh la detroit and las vegas which is fire and then in november i'll be in nashville and atlanta do not miss those. I did Atlanta earlier this year twice in a row, and they were both sold out, and it was amazing. So we had to add a third one. And then December, I'll be in Toronto and Montreal. So don't miss out, man. Mm. Yeah. It's lit. We got a lot of stuff going on. You guys have anything to plug? Anything happening lately? We're going to Atlanta. Atlanta. Speaking of Atlanta. Creative camp. <sighs> Tree sound for a week. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. You ready? Yeah. I've been working towards it, you know. So you've been building some stuff, like yeah. pre- preparation. Yep. So just prepping beats for that. Wow. And then I'm excited. I don't know what to expect, mm-hmm. but I'm excited. You know, Molly from Tree Sound, she's great. Shout out to Molly. You know, she Shout out to Molly. pretty much hosted um, J. Cole's Dreamville mm-hmm. camp up there. So she wanted to do something for women because, you know, she's Love very it. big on bringing women together and like just you know statistically five percent of the music created Mm -hmm. now is you know made by women so that's there's a huge you know opportunity there Mm -hmm. to really you know get more women on board creatively so that's what she's doing so it's going to be a week of you know creating but she has a ton of shit going on there like she has like a lot of chefs coming to create like a ton of food for the ladies meditation sessions and stuff like that so only only you know what women are so much smarter than men only women would be able to put something together like that if it was men there wouldn't be any meditation there wouldn't be any it would just be like pizza and right. <laughs> you know but molly gets she gets busy like yeah. that kitchen is is crazy yeah so she like she's been posting crazy so she had like 10 different chefs Wow. Like come together with her the other day to prep. So she wow. has like a lot planned. So Amazon is, you know, filming it and Amazing. she has like Sprite and a ton of other like big sponsors. So I've wow. just been prepping for that. So I'm excited to see, you know, she's obviously going to invite some artists, yeah. male and female. Yes. So. I don't know who's going to show gonna up. That's going to be amazing. One thing I can say, piece of advice, um, just taking this off of the Dreamville sessions, get there early. Yeah. That's why I haven't reserve, really... Reserve your corner room. There's a there's a small production room mm-hmm. in the back, like going towards the A room that you'll find. And it's like the perfect room. Just have some speakers in there. And then bring a couple flash drives. So that what mm-hmm. you can do is you could just 
make the beats, put them on flash drive, see who's in like these rooms, right? And then just be like, yo, here you go, here's a pack, okay. pack, pack. Like, because if you stay in that room the whole time, like, yeah. that's a mistake I made. Okay, I wasn't. I went around and I walked around a little bit, but I didn't do that enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't peek in enough. I was just in my own element, and then like. I get out, I walk out of my room and then like everyone's like finished recording and I'm yeah. like shit. So yeah, I, don't I don't know what it's gonna be like, but right. I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I know Molly like, you know, I'm gonna <clears> get in everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna tell her just like, yo, because she wants to work with me. Like she wants to like really do business with me, mm-hmm. and she wants me to like um, <clears throat> collab with her producers too. So. Good. I'm just gonna be like Molly, like yeah, yeah, Molly, to, come on, you know, let's I go. I need to, I need to touch everything. Show me where to go. Let's go. I need to touch everything. So that's gonna be fucking fire. And speaking of that too, you, uh, perfection, you and actually Josh did yeah. something similar to that with High Standard, um, where uh, they put together a studio and a bunch of creatives, and yeah. you guys created like all night. T- run through yeah. that a little bit. How, so did, that how was, was that experience? That was exciting for me, just because you know, even in preparation for Atlanta, you know, I'm really trying to just as a creative and producer kind of challenge myself to create, Mm -hmm. you know, in different environments with different creators and also just different times of the day. Mm -hmm. So it pretty much started from 3 p.m. on a Thursday, right, Josh? Um, And it went all the way to 11 a.m. on Friday. So it was like an all-nighter, overnighter. Did you stay till 11? Yeah, we were Wow, Josh, you did too? (laughs) Yeah, we we left at the same time. We were were done. You know, obviously, like, people tapped out, you know, in the middle of the night because, you know, maybe responsibilities and things like that. But... It was a really great experience, you know. We were here, so we we got there a little late. We got mm-hmm. there like eight or so, but it's a great experience. So they do it at IMI Studios in um, the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. So they have, you know, they have a couple rooms, but they also have like workstations, you know, in the lounge area. So it's just people set up all over the Good. place. You know what's great about that? I love that, and and just all these events, like even my past Aux stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like all of those things are based in like the. The thing that's similar with everything is that it's it's bringing people together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that was one thing that we really touched on in these recent past auxes, um, is just like the importance of like community and just like bringing people together right. in some way. I think the I think the reason why that's so important is because people love to be part of something, especially mm-hmm. creative people. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get this like. Uh, um, you know the stereotype of being a producer like by ourselves in our bedrooms on our headphones mm-hmm. it's like making beats and that's true while that's the case eventually you're gonna wanna step out and like yeah. at least meet one other person mm-hmm. who does mm-hmm. the same thing so mm-hmm. like as a producer you don't really get that opportunity right. there's just, there's so many producers that are really just like on their own and like haven't even showed their beats mm-hmm. to anybody you yeah. know um so i think events like this are amazing mm-hmm. bring people together i think it's super important yeah you know come to pass the ox and this event is, is going to be yeah. amazing yeah i'm mm-hmm. so excited yeah so. and and atlas yep. you have like you're doing things too that are yep. bringing people together as well sure yeah 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 so i'm doing uh true masters yes um uh first week of november it's going to be november 7th and this is a producer, rapper, dancer, dancer, all on producer, uh, rapper, uh, tournament style battle. Crowd picks the winners. So I'm going to be hosting it. Um, it's been compared to Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out meets Eight Mile from Eminem. So hey. it's really, really crazy. The energy is really, really high. Um, also, I'm doing uh, New Year's Eve roller party at Ace Hotel. That's Fire! Um, so that's going to be super lit. 
Uh, man, I got a, oh, I'm doing a stand up comedy show. Mm, um, after Christmas, the 26th. It's going to be a lot of this going on. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots a lot of laughs of little, and farts. cushions and laughs. You know, but. It's uh, amazing. Yeah, I got Roller Disco uh, going on October 17th, November 7th, and uh, on New Year's Eve. So, Oh, also, wow. me and Cruz are working on Respect the Engineer, so we've been getting a lot of requests about it. Yes, And Phase we're coming two, back. Oh, in the dude, road. It's, good. it's so crazy. I can't you know, wait. Cru- Cruz is in there working. He's working so, so crazy right now. Yeah, I mean, going crazy. the first run when him and Cuzzo went on tour, you know, it was you know mainly Cuzzo's yeah. Meeks thing. Um, but this one is even better. Crazy, you know, got Meg the Stallion. Yeah, they have a uh, YG, all the special guests. I mean, this is this is just the next level, yeah. you know. So he's he's been, you know, I, I was just talking to him. And we're actually glad we didn't plan anything th- like within the past like week or two because his, his schedule is really crazy. But yeah. it's coming. It's going to be bigger and better than ever, and we're just super geeked. So, yeah. and I want to go back to well, you were just talking about too, uh, perfection to ill about. Um, you know, I got hit up too as a, a one of my, actually the guy who does a lot of my video uh, stuff that I post is also a producer, and he hit me. He's like, at he's like, I want to get more, pl- I want to get more placements. Like, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And I literally just said exactly what we were just talking. I'm like, bro, you got to get out there. Go to beat battles. Go to open mics. Go to studios. Go to strip mm-hmm. clubs. I mean, go to events. Go to artist listening parties yeah. I mean go to ta- you know, public school talent shows I mean you gotta go everywhere yeah, exactly. and make music with people just keep making music with people that you enjoy being around and make music with exactly you know what's, you know what's amazing uh, about that is it's I've observed that the road to placements there's two there are now two funnels to mm-hmm. access placements mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. funnel number one is exactly what you said like network with people in real life get to know people A&R's artists directly, which is like best case scenario, Mm -hmm. or just people that can get you closer to getting the attention of an artist that you want a placement with. Mm -hmm. Funnel number two, and this is going to sound obvious, but funnel number two is Instagram, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm noticing is that artists um, are willing to work with producers who have good Instagram accounts. Mm -hmm. Now, let me define what good means. Um... It has to look, your Instagram is your resume. We've established that already, right? Correct. It's your resume. It's the first place people look. Like Mm -hmm. when people DM me or tell me about an artist, I look at their Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you can be the most amazing artist in the world, like super talented, whatever, super Mm popping. But if your Instagram isn't up to par, you know, last post, June 2018. Correct. Three pictures up. Three pictures up. Yeah. uh, Fake followers. followers. Fake fo- whatever. Yeah, the exactly. Fake followers. So bad. The worst. It's so the bad. Worst. But it's but if worst. there's something phony about your Instagram, then it's a huge turnoff. And, mm-hmm. and, and I personally don't respond to those people. And so you could imagine, like, you know, if you're trying to get to, you know, Drake or whoever. I Like, I don't want to name, like, specific rappers, but, like, mm-hmm. any rapper. Like, the first place they're going to go is Instagram and look for you. Yeah, like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. Who is this person? So I think there's some strategies to making your Instagram look and feel like you're popping. And I hate putting it that way because at the end of the day, you really have to make it look like you're a good producer, you're busy, you're Mm -hmm. out there, you're around, high quality, and you're a natural person. Yes, tell your story, be unique. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because mm-hmm. even that, like for me, when I see a lot of like profiles that are just artwork, yeah, no. that deters me from even like paying yeah. any attention to you. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're posting like just memes, it's like I don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. just memes, but I also no like people post like artwork with their song playing in the back, and that's not a bad thing. But if your profile is just solely like artwork yeah. with music in the back, Terrible. that's not doing anything for you. And what I've realized for me is. Even if I'm putting audio on something, it needs to be a cool visual. Right. Like anytime I personally put up like, you know, artwork or flyer, it doesn't get the same reception as like me a picture of me doing mm-hmm. something yes. or me somewhere or me mm-hmm. with someone. Yeah. You know, so Exactly. Like you know when you look at profiles and you 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 know, there's sort of like a narcissistic sort of label that gets put on yeah. when it's like, Oh, this person only has pictures of himself. But the flip side of that, people know is what that he people looks like. Know what you look like, and people want to see that. They yeah. want to see what you look like, especially where you your are. core followers. Yeah, your core followers. What you what you do. You mm-hmm. know, like yeah. When I look at a page, uh, you know, I want to. If you're a producer, I want to glance at that first page without clicking on any pictures mm-hmm. and scroll up, and I, immediately I want to know Who what this you do. Is, yeah. What you do. You know, maybe a couple videos or pictures with you in mm-hmm. the studio. Or whatever and and it just it goes a long way man absolutely you know i have a i have a little tip for like you know you get a lot of times people are like oh i just don't know what to post man yeah i don't know what to post i can't figure out this instagram that's thing. the number one problem right and i and i hear it all the time so this is what i would recommend for our listeners or anyone who's watching on youtube is go on your phone okay you know how you do the highlights the uh the insights on your phone instagram yeah. has the insights right so what most people do is they go to the insights and what they do is they'll go to the impressions and whatever one has the most impressions, they think that's the one that they should be posting. Um, yes and no. I What I would go look at is I, w- I would go look at which posts that you post were saved. Mm-hmm. That people looked at it and saved yeah, it to their phone. That's, that's one. Mm-hmm. Another one I would do. And it's funny. People don't even know that that's a functionality. That's, exactly. Yeah. There's a Saving functionality. That so if they do it, they're going it. the extra mile, right? Yeah. So another thing you want to look at, too, is you want to look at not only the ones were saved, but which ones were sent as a message. You know how you mm-hmm. can hit the, D, uh, the DM and it'll send that to the homie? Mm-hmm. So you want to look at which ones were saved and you want to look at which ones were sent out, DM'd. And then that's going to show you like, okay, well, that's getting... It's a quality posts. Those are quality posts. Engage, you know, impressions can be a bunch of whatever, but that really tells me like, yo, people really yeah. engage with this. So post more of that. Yeah. And then, and then while you're spreading it out, put a picture of yourself here and yep. there up there. So people start getting a feel of what you look like and what your thing is, whatever it what is. What you're about. Your brand is. Your brand is, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and like it's it's funny because when you when you post up something on Instagram, you can read it, you can immediately tell if someone's post is about them, it's about, you know, themselves or it's about helping other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that just from my experience, like if you look at my Instagram for instance, mm-hmm. I try to make every single post valuable in some kind of way, even if it's about me, mm-hmm. right? Like if I post a picture of of just myself, um, and you know, I'll post it, and but I'll I'll put in the caption. I'll put something that makes you feel a certain type of way, mm-hmm. right? Not just like a picture this with an emoji, yeah. right? Yeah, hey, like mm-hmm. drip, whatever, like, right? Like what I, you can do that, but like you really have to think about okay, how are people going to feel when they scroll through and see this picture? Mm-hmm. What 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 can I do to make them like this? And studies have shown. I sound like an infomercial. Mm-hmm. Studies have shown <laughs> that posts that make people feel inspired or make them laugh or or just look good um, 
get higher engagement, right? So, you, so I don't know. I always go the pathway of how can how can this post inspire someone in some yeah. kind of way? Mm-hmm. And also, what's crazy too with Instagram is this is how smart Instagram is. I mean, it's like a, a robot, <laughs> right? It's like a computer robot, like a living thing, yeah. right? So Instagram can look at a picture. So if you're taking a picture and it's just you in front of the picture, you want it to be as clear as like the background, as clear as possible. Yeah. You don't want stuff moving, all kinds of movement, because yeah. Uh, it's diff- more difficult for the program to 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 know what exactly it is. But if you're standing in front of a tree, and you know, and you're holding a drink, or you're holding no drink, you're just holding a keyboard, or you're just looking at the at the camera, Instagram knows. Okay, there's a male or a female standing in front of a tree, you know, looking smiling. And then if you write something like "I'm so excited for" in the caption, just starting off with that. Yeah. Okay, there's a clear picture. He's excited about something. Yeah. They push that. The algorithm will push that forward so that your it. followers will see it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about the, the 10% push on Instagram as well. No, I don't think we did. But it's part of that algorithm too where mm-hmm. – so when you post something on Instagram, um, by default what Instagram does is it will show that post to 10% of your followers only. And it's the 10% of your uh, closest friends. And your closest friends are people that engage comment and engage the most. Mm-hmm. So it's your closest fans. Mm-hmm. And basically, it'll show that picture or video to only those 10% first for the first 5 to 10 minutes. Them only. Based on the engagement, right? People commenting, you replying back, all that stuff. Based on the engagement, it'll determine whether or not that post is worthy to show the rest of your 90%, mm. which is a huge hack. So that's why sometimes when you post up, you only you get like very small engagement and then some posts are like so big and you're right. like why did why did that happen? And and that's why, you know? So one one cool little hack you can try is when you post something up, uh, reply to people immediately. Mm-hmm. If you get a comment, reply, "Yo, I appreciate it. Thank you." And right. try to make the replies as like detailed as possible right. not mm-hmm. just like an emoji or a thank mm-hmm. you reply and that's another thing and it'll nudge the algorithm mm-hmm. along to say oh this post people like it so let's show mm-hmm. it to everyone else and also share um, when you post on your stories like at the person so that person will repost your story yep. on their thing yep. you know um, stuff like that little you, tricks you know what's another yeah. it's like IG. the more you feed it the more it'll give back to you, exactly. you another IG trick is using hashtags in your insta stories mm-hmm. but if you change the color of the text to match the background and you hide the text somebody told me that Smart. so basically oh, like Smart. so they don't see the hashtag they don't see the hashtags but they're there right see. so like if you have a white background like you're posting something there's a white background you, you can put 30 white. hashtags but then make the text white join in there. so it mixes with the background That's smart but it comes up during certain hashtags somebody told me that I was like yo that that's, makes that's sense you know, you know what I like about that is that you don't see it yeah that's you know, the thing you can the thing is like when you post on Instagram you know social media people say well you know in your comments put the dots and put yeah. the thing it cheapens, and you know what it, cheapens it does it. but it takes away from the quality of it the does. post it cheapens it it, it cheapens yeah. it yeah. No, we can talk about cheapening for a second mm-hmm. because oh you guys are gonna get so mad at me um, there is a lot of cheapening happening in not only our community but every community and but i do want to talk about the cheapening of the producer community for a second that involve drum kits it involves everything okay um Let's get i to think it. there is and i want you guys to chime in please you know, i think there is a fine line with 
doing things on social media or just in general as a we're talking from the perspective of a music producer only copy there's things that you can do that work for certain things that 100% absolutely cheapen your brand okay mm-hmm. and I think we're in this phase right now of music production where there's a lot of amazing hacks. There's a lot of amazing things where, you know, type beats, YouTube, Mm -hmm. hashtag this, Mm -hmm. thumbnail, this, you know, when you go to producer YouTube pages with like um, so many subscribers, I think that's amazing. And Mm -hmm. I think all those guys are, are doing an amazing job, you know, like busy works beats and all these guys, my man, my man, Simon Cerveda, Mm -hmm. um, who gained, you know, 250,000 subscribers on YouTube in less than a year, in like two years. Wow. He came to my past the aux two years ago in Toronto. He was like, I just started a YouTube channel. And then two years later, he's at 250 crazy. So shout to all the guys who, who are the producers who are killing it on YouTube. That being said, you know, I think, number one, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But number two, I think there are things that cheapen your brand. So let's talk about that. And, and, and this doesn't necessarily mean that I agree or disagree with this stuff, but I do think there's some credibility in terms of something cheapening your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is the huge argument of um, leasing beats and having typed beats, mm-hmm. right? And constantly um, bombarding your Instagram with beat video, beat video, beat video, beat mm-hmm. video, hashtags, hashtags, beat video, purchase beats, $50, boom, 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 mm-hmm. three for one deal. In my opinion, you're branding yourself as too much as a salesman. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, that does cheapen your brand for sure absolutely it, it it does so what are you guys comments on that for there's sure. some pros and cons but i there's a cheapening there it, yeah i definitely think it cheapens your brand for sure um and it is is weird because it you know it's weird how certain things you know allow people to perceive you right mm-hmm. for some people that's how they make a living yep. right it makes sense for them right. for others if they're trying to reach a certain level it's like it cheapens your brand if you're trying to work with a-list artists you know and things like that they might not look at they might not look at you the same yeah. right. you know what i mean especially so, on that which level is, if which, you're doing there's that. a certain level of that being fucked up yeah but there's a certain level of truth to right. that and mm-hmm. and you have to that that's credible enough mm-hmm. you have to trust that go ahead yeah so yeah. that's something that's not the route that I have, I've ever gone and it's not the route that I would go especially me you know I don't have any major label placements yet but you know Oh you're about to go yes. crazy. It's, we are yeah. really about to go crazy but get anyway, ready. You know it's it's soon, soon come. Soon come. Yeah. You know what I mean but be like, out of here. but with the relationships that I've built and how deep I'm in in the industry you know I have a long way to go but people perceive me a certain way already so like if i come and like you know two for one three for none like it it just cheapens my brand you know and and i think for me personally i don't want to cheapen my brand how difficult would it be if you were leasing 50 dollar beats and selling 1500 dollars exclusives and then you get a placement with drake and then you ask for 15 grand you're not going to get that. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're going to, they're going to look, they're going to do their research and look at what you've done, mm-hmm. what your trajectory was. Mm-hmm. And not saying this is every case, but it, it in a, it just, it gives it an yeah, element of and like, that's how they put a price on you. It's like, Oh, well he, you know, he $50 beats like, 
you know, we'll figure that out. We'll figure him out later. Yeah. Like, you know, we'll we'll give him like a little hundred dollars and mm-hmm. and a look. Yeah. And he'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, and but it's crazy though because there's such a counter argument to that. Yeah. Key young Keo. What about Keo? What about mm-hmm. uh, you know Mez? What about Te- yeah. you know? Oh, what about these guys? Superstar. Oh, yeah. I can count on two hands how many people exactly. have managed to, to go to the next level, somewhat successfully do both, or have in the past started that whole route and then eventually uh, migrated into. I don't want to do that anymore. I right. want to be, and I hate this fucking label. I want to be an industry producer, which is basically mm-hmm. just a guy who get or a person who uh, gets major label placements, mm-hmm. a producer who gets placements, yeah. right? Industry, like I'm an industry producer, mm-hmm. but fuck you guys, call me that shit. Industry producer. Um, so anyway, yeah, being when, called you know, industry is people in the industry hate being but, called no, industry. No, industry is the terrible word. I, I but think do, it's you a see compliment. What I mean? No, I do, and you know, I want to add to that. You know. I have to I have to admit, and I've said it before. In the beginning, it's, I was so against type beats, like you couldn't convince me about the whole type. Like yeah. I was totally against it, completely against it, right? As you know, we've gotten to like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80 episodes, 90 episodes. You know, I I, I started realizing that they were doing it more from a um, promotion, promoting, right? Like Nick Paps is a good example. Sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Shout Nick out to Paps Nick Paps is a good example. Who's killing it? You know, Meek Mill's producer. Um, but I do agree with the fact that you need to figure out what you want to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are you going to be? Very rarely can you do both and be successful. Again, it's very rare. It's a needle in a haystack. Again, right. the, the the people we named before are the only ones for the most part. However, you can be very successful in the tight beat, making six figures, yes. and that's your thing. And you don't give a fuck about these major label and artists. And you can still get placements. Yeah, too. yeah you, you can, know, but you're not really so concerned about that. You know, you're making six figures. You're selling three beats for 50 bucks, but you're selling them to, you know, 1,500 people. You're making a killing. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So I think it just depends on what it is you want to do. And if you want to be the tight beat guy and do that, fine. Yeah. I, it's, totally fine. It's weird. The game is just weird for me too, because it's like I don't want to sell a beat to thirty people. I don't mm. want to sell the but same that's beat the to thing. thirty people. But that's the thing. Here's yeah. the, and I agree with Why you. Why would you want to be an artist what? buying? But here's a the beat thing: because there are people, there's are art, there's, there's producers out there that don't give a fuck. Yeah, they but don't even, care no, about the, just, they don't care about the song. No, but I'm they saying, don't care about the final product. I just want to sell the beat. Even from an artist's perspective. Even from an artist's perspective, like mm-hmm. why would I as an artist want to buy a beat? Easy. You know that, why? Because it was $15. Yeah, there's some that That's do, some why. that don't. I, I think I think what it comes down to is exactly what you said, Atlas, mm-hmm. is there's people who are willing and people who aren't. Right. But there is uh, this undeniable fact that if you are wanting to be mega successful producer with the Grammys and the nominations mm-hmm. and the respect, and not to say that you're not respected. 95. 90- 8% right. of the time I you got to be the that, non-type beat. I would say that the the cheapening plays a factor. That's all I'm saying. And there are people out there, there's artists out there, there's ARs, there's managers, there's attorneys, there's very powerful people out there who will look at that and say you did too many things to cheapen your brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to pass. And also, too, I again, don't think I want to sure. I want to work with you only because of that. And I'm not saying that your beats aren't good enough. They're probably really good. Everyone makes great beats. But be uh, what I'm saying really honestly is just be mindful of 
the idea that to a lot of people, it does cheapen your brand. Okay, so back to what Perfection was saying is like, okay, why would I sell a beat for, or we were talking about earlier, why would I sell a beat for a thousand to ten racks, whatever major, right? Yeah. And then sell other beats for fifteen or twenty or fifty dollars. And I can tell you why. Well, no, I'm not saying that, that oh, difference. Okay. I'm just saying in general, in regards of like an artist buying a beat that 30 other people is going to have. Yeah. Okay. Or well, no, no. Well, well, if it's, well, if it's a non-exclusive, then it doesn't even make sense. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to get by the track unless it's exclusive to me. You know what I'm right. saying? If other people have it, that defeats the purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But what I was going to say is I can understand where some of these kids out there is like, okay, I can try to find these major label artists and pitch my uh my producer fee to more towards the middle of the higher or lower end you know 2k to 10k whatever it is 10k more of obviously on the high end these days remember back in the day when they used to get six yeah. figures yeah but anyway so why i would say it's okay is because yeah i'm not getting 2k at a pop but i'm selling it 50 bucks to 300, 300 people. people and I'm making even more you see what I'm saying yeah so you can keep your little 1500 yeah. but I'm selling 50 to like you know a thousand but, people and here's the thing and you guys are gonna hate me and I'm not I'm not saying this is a bad but thing but that's the money grab though but exactly it comes with a little residue right there's a little bit of residue on exactly. your name a little bit you right. know and I'm not talking about like you know you sold a couple beats here and there and then you sort of like uh, you know transitioned into not doing that and then you know pursuing that thing right. or whatever which is exactly what i did like right. i was selling beats to independent rappers for like nine years eight years you know i only stopped up until 2011 2012 mm -hmm. was like when i really just said you know what i i, I just want to focus on artists that can change my life and artists that i really love work with those guys and not just sell beats to anybody and I stopped mm -hmm. and it, it money dried up for a little bit you know what I mean mm -hmm. but I f took that L that was like my second L that I took you know what but I mean but you know what also helped you too is that so social media wasn't out then no. how it is now right mm -hmm. so like it didn't cheapen your brand it didn't right. affect you it, it affected your pockets in a sense but mm -hmm. not necessarily your brand because you were able to like brand yourself into something true. even and, bigger and true. also I mean? to add what perfection saying she's totally right is that <clears throat> and because when you made that conscious decision to do that it allowed you to open up other ventures you know past the ox the my platinum club the, yeah you know all the other things that you do it's drum like kits. okay the drum kit you know, exactly yeah. oh drum kits first and foremost but like it allowed you to be like, okay, well, if I'm not going to do that, let me still do my music, but still have something else I can just, just branding yourself. And so everyone knows on social media, you're a master at like the way you brand your stuff. You know what I'm saying? So well, I'm still learning. No, I know. Absolutely. And we all are. But you know what I'm saying? But like you caught wind of it yeah. early and you were like, okay, you know, I'm going to diverse my portfolio for lack yeah. of a better term to do yeah. all these different things. And that was super risky. And nobody was doing that. No. Like the way you're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now producers are like, oh, no. doing these meetups. Here's, hold on, here, hold on. Now yeah. they're doing these meetups and now talk they're like, it. you know, I'm going to talk about it. And it's like, now, now everybody got a drum now kit. Now everyone got drum kits. We got sample packs too. Hey, ev everybody got a sample pack. Everyone's doing producer meetups in the studio. We got a podcast. Everyone got a podcast. Now they're doing podcasts. Podcast. Podcast. Doing meetups, huh? We now all care about each other now. We're doing meetups. Now everyone's like, oh, okay. Doing? Well, if Ill can do it, then I can do it too. And you know what? Fine. 
But respect for being the pioneer, though, to do it first. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And listen, and thank you, Alice, but I'm not one to, like, be out here braggadocious like I'm the pioneer of this. I let the people give me that title. Like, right. I will never give myself that title. Right. That being said, though. The black god is <laughs> the here. The black kid is out. The black <laughs> god said, is here. Um, By that latest black kid. Yeah, like, you know. But you know what I'm talking about, yeah, though, I when mean, I say that. Like, we've been working course. together for years, so, like, we know, like, listen, we've seen a lot. You Listen, know what I'm saying? It, guys. It's you crazy know, out here. This is crazy. You know, I, 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 I'm not going to give myself the title, right. but you guys give me the title and mm-hmm. I will say, I will, I will accept whatever title you give me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 2000, what, what, what year did I put out the um, Behind the Curtain? I put out an instrumental album mm-hmm. on Nature Sounds where you, there's a download card where you download the stems. <laughs> and that was, that, that was 2008. 2009 stems beat stems mm. that was drum kit that, a was, kit. No. that was a kit and right then black kit came out in 2011 yep. shout out to my man drum broker who um who really yep. just you know we really just like kind of started that together mm-hmm. and that was the emergence of the drum kits and, and then sample packs and uh, the club monthly club you know and i'm, I'm pretty sure i was up. the first monthly club producer yeah. out you know and then the podcast blap on the radio that mm-hmm. was 2011 mm-hmm. You know, now we're Blab Chat. Um, I'm just giving you guys a timeline because some of you guys are probably like, what is he talking about? But that being said, like, I think at the grand scheme of things, it's amazing that there are producers that are like tapping into these different revenue streams. But I think we're reaching this sort of like breaking point where you might be getting the success in, in these outside things. But where is the what's where's the core? What's holding it all together? And and in my opinion the thing that always holds everything together is the fact that you're a music producer so where's the music show me the music where are the where are the albums where are the artists where are the placements where are the where are the the, you know who are you working with i have the key are you like you're you're giving me tutorials get how to do this oh check it out i bend the 808 tutorials give me drum kits give me sample pack where's the music right show show, show me someone show me the music and not only the music, and this is the key, and I say this all the time, from the respect to engineer to the past to Oxus to Blap Chat, the reason why all these things work is the people that you know we're associated and we do this with, they're relevant. Right. That's the key, is you're relevant currently with the pop culture, well, it's because with of the, the young music. kids. Currently, no, it's because of the music, but the music's relevant. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's happening, like, right now. They're not doing meetups with, you know, the guy who produ- who mixed the Beatles no. and you fucking, know why the, you, you know, know why and the, I love the Beatles. You know why a lot that. of them don't have the music? Because all the other stuff is easy, is too easy, and the actual music is the hardest part. Facts. Show me, show me... Uh, um, or you the know, relationships. The relationships. Right? They, these but guys, relevant these, going on now. Yeah, these guys don't want to take the time or maybe they have and they're frustrated, right? right? You know how fucking frustrated I have been <laughs> just to get my music popping? Like the mm-hmm. the podcast, the drum kits, the sample packs, uh, all that stuff, the meetups, those are all amazing, right. right? Those are all a big part of who I am. But they will never, ever, ever be more important than me being a fucking music Music, producer. And to be a music producer, a successful one. Relevant. You have to get out here. You have to be in the studio making beats. You you know, and so Mm -hmm. so it goes back to what you were saying, Mm -hmm. Atlas. It's a choice. You want to be that guy without the music? Right. And then you have the the thing, you got the thing. Here's my tutorial, tutorial, tutorial. Right. You could be that guy. 
That's cool. Right. Good luck with that. That's amazing. Actually, right. like good, kudos to you guys. Right. But if you're if uh, if you're okay with that, then be okay with that. But to have the music and to be a fucking music producer, it it takes a lot more, mm-hmm. and it takes just as much energy to put into that as well. And for me personally, I'm still balancing both. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've managed to, but the music is always going to be the priority. And it's not an easy game. Like, it's not. Even having yeah. music in relationships, you still deal with shit. Like, yeah. Oh, my you, God. You know. It's like, oh, my God. How many Every times day. you try to get certain things placed, didn't make the album, Bro, I was in the Dreamville documentary. I was um, on the dock. I had the, you know, I'm there for four days, and I didn't end up on the album. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, But, you know, it just, that's what it, what it, what it, what it is. Game. Game. It's the name of the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like Combat Jack used to say, "Rest in peace, Combat Jack." The game is the game. Yep. So you gotta learn how <sighs> to play it. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. Oh, man. Man. He had the jewel. He had the gems. Combat Rest Jack was peace. the one that pushed me to do a podcast. Yeah, Jack, him and a. King. I remember they, when uh, they had oh, PNC Radio. Yeah, PNC. Well, yeah, yeah. PNC, you know, yep. they fucking drove me to do that, man. Um, but yeah, man. So listen, I, I know some of you guys are probably uh, pissed off maybe or kind of bothered with what we're talking about today mm-hmm. but, but i want it. you i want you to be bothered and talk I, about it i want you it. to be mindful of this stuff because if if you if, i think the golden ticket is to find what drives you the most and mm-hmm. just do that and for some people focusing most of their energy and time into being uh, uh what do we call them producer influencers mm-hmm <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're a producer influencer with no catalog. Yo, can I say? I'm something? sorry. Is that fucked up? No, it's you can not. be a producer influencer with no catalog, and if that makes you happy, yo, and you're making a killing, please be can I, like like be my guest. I saw. Oh God, I'm not gonna say who. Somebody we know and we respect, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they want to be a rapper. Oh, so you know they buy the That's models. Great. They buy the mansion. They buy the cars. They do a whole video, and it was it it was honestly it I cringe. I was cringing Mm. every time I seen it. Like, who's your manager? I have to ask you. Who's your like your right hand man? Because Mm. they're failing miserably right now. They're they're produced. Sir. We'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is like, if you're going to be the, you know, knowledge dropper for the community of people that you speak that's to. That's what they are, knowledge droppers. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But if you have placements and you're relevant, that's even better. But be that, don't be like rapper. I mean, it, it broke my heart to see this. I'm like, why? Why? You don't need to do that. Everyone already fucks with you heavy. Well, you know, at the end of the day, like, pe- pe- it's art. You, yeah, like, that, you gotta I mean, give people a- uh, an opportunity to just do what the fuck they want. Like, we don't have any right to to judge anyone to do what they want. That being said, I'm though, not judging. But if I was their manager or yeah, I was like on sure. their team, I would say, eh, yeah, maybe do I an agree. alter I, ego or totally, something. Totally, something. And so, I think totally. it just depends on people's goals. Again, yeah. like, are you trying to be, uh, you know, platinum selling artist? Is that what you're trying to brand yourself as now? Right. Is it a midlife crisis thing, <laughs> and you're just trying to like isn't it re- relive your, isn't your it high weird? school dreams? Isn't it a little bit weird mm-hmm. to? Be an influencer, uh-huh. influencing people to do things that you've that never you done, that do. you've never done, or maybe did once 
10 years ago. Mm. I always I say, don't we've said it. I know if that is morally something that should be happening. No, it should not be happening. And we said it before on Black Chat. If you're preaching stuff that you're like talking about, you have to be living that stuff. Like you have to be doing it, you have to be executing it. You and you have to show it and people have to see it on your social yeah. media. Like has to be a thing so that when people go to your page and they see you're talking that shit, they believe it and they go to your events and they see you when they touch you and like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's different, but you're right, Ill. I see people one day, one day all of a sudden they're just like that. They just feel like they have to just preach for lack of better term. Probably because the way shit is in this day and age, they see an opportunity. Oh, damn. Everybody's doing it. it Everyone else is doing it. Money off of talking what they know. So I can talk what I know. Right. It's very true. Social media got everybody fucked up. It's very true. Yeah, very true. Everybody's in model. This is gonna play out. This is gonna play out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's gonna be like the session we were at. The you know the real ones gonna stay. Yeah. The other ones gonna fold. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, all that you're gonna get tired of doing that. You're gonna get tired of being an influencer. You're gonna Mm -hmm. get bored. It's not what you really want to do. Right. Something new is gonna come. Yeah. But the producers, producers are gonna keep producing. Yeah. And 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 just to give you guys who are pissed off at me right now a little bit of light, I want to give you a little bit of light. I don't want you to not pursue being a producer influencer. I go crazy with that stuff, but just be mindful of the fact that you can be an influencer and also be successful at being an actual music producer. Mm -hmm. And my piece of advice, if that is something you want to do, because I will say that you will reap much higher benefits by being a real producer. If you want to pursue that, then it's going to take a, a lot of energy, a lot of energy and you have to also be mindful of the fact that if you do too much of the producer influencer stuff, it might make people think of you in a certain type of way, aka might cheapen your pursuit, 100% your pursuit of the brand. The reason why I'm allowed to do it, and I'm not saying that there aren't people out there that think that like what I'm doing is cheap, mm-hmm. right? Maybe a couple people, but. The reason why I'm able to is because I'm always prioritizing being a producer first. Like, I will never be out here be like, hey, guys, listen to me. Let's get together and do this and do this and this Mm -hmm. if if my last placement was 10 years ago or I wasn't actively, um, uh, you know, uh, doing what I'm preaching. 100%. That's it. It's very important for me to to practice what I preach. It's very, very, very important for you me. You have to be relevant producer popping first before you can be gem dropper producer. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, you got to... Producer has to be one. Yeah. Two can be whatever you want. Producer has to be one at a successful level. Right. Relevant currently in the culture. Yeah. Then everything else can be two, but producer has to be one. Yeah, and this is no knock to like sound designers or like no, you know, no, you know, like this stuff. Out, like no. that stuff is cool. Like if we love all that. stuff. We love all that shit. We're into all that stuff. But it's the 
hey, follow my 10 steps because, right. and I will show you how to be a successful oh, music producer. Man. Well, oh what God. kind of music? Are you teaching me how to be an influencer? Because maybe that can be. I hate that. It's like, here are 10 steps to get a placement. Yeah. Bro, are you fucking kidding me? I'd be in these fucking, in these label buildings. Yeah. I have people's direct numbers and there's certain things that I have yet to get placed. So yeah. there are no fucking 10 steps. And, and, build and, relationships, do hard work, put yourself out there. Yeah. It's all the stuff we talk about on the podcast. Literally. Honestly. And the funny thing is they'll do the video in front of like an, SSL, an SSL board they've never touched in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, fancy SSL board behind them. Yo, right, yo, you got the video? All right, go record. Yeah. Press record now. All right, cool. Yeah. So U- lame. Ultimately, man, guys, we just want everyone to be successful. Organic. But the, there are these, these things that you really should be mindful of. And I think that's the whole point of this. Because mm-hmm. you can go on this the wormhole and then for the next five, ten years, you know, engage your body. And then it's like, wait, I'm not really a producer. Right. It's not what I thought. This is not what I, th- you know I thought I was saying? supposed to do it this way. All you right. got to do is be yourself, make dope fucking music, and work with dope artists. Produce music. Yeah, produce. That's it. You know why they call a music producer a music producer? Because they produce music. Produce music. Show me the music. Show produce. people the music. You know, put beat tapes. Go develop some independent artists. Facts. You know what I mean. Put re, put your own releases out on mm-hmm. TuneCore or United mm-hmm. Masters. Yeah. Like start your own little thing. You know. Uh-huh. You know whose transition I really respect and and love is my my, my guy Taz Taylor. Yeah. 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 Taz started doing that. You know all that stuff. He had a popping channel, all that, and it's still popping. Um, but he consciously made the decision to say, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on developing artists getting on the industry side of things, the label yep. side of things. Mm-hmm. And and look look at them, him and Nick Mira. Doing these great. guys are moving around and doing great things and I'm I'm really proud of them and mm-hmm. and they're they're probably one sort of pretty cool example of what you can look at and say, "Oh wow, like it is possible yep. to to maybe do both mm-hmm. and transition, but just ask yourself what you really want." Shout out to you Tass know? Taylor and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um man we got a special guest today. Special guest. Special guest. Let's go. This is a relevant conversation because we're we're about to talk to one of the guys who, in our opinion, right, I think we Facts. share this, mm-hmm. is one of the best. I don't want to call him a sample maker because he's a producer. He is a producer, number but one. But his no. one of his really big passions right now, and the one thing he's been putting a lot of energy into, is creating amazing, amazing, amazing original melody sample loops. original from um, scratch me, me and this this guy have a, a few really big placements on the way together that you guys will hear about in the next few months mm-hmm. and he's got placements in the past yep. he just dropped uh, a vinyl <laughs> and he's rebranding um, which we're going to get into um, shortly when we get him on the phone but uh, this guy is so amazing really really amazing dude and uh, me and Atlas one of our day him. ones Day what, one, four, five Yo, years ago. Fun Ill f- fact: Ill, I discovered Mario Luciano. Yeah, tell yeah. tell t- 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 quick story. Fact. So our guest I- is Mario Luciano. Oh shit! I just gave it away. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> shit, my bad. Yo, so I'm gonna tell you the tell story. Tell the story, and, and we'll call and, him. And he's gonna tell the story too. Yeah. But so when we were in Roseville, right uh, in Brooklyn, you know, anyone who's been in Roseville four years ago, four years ago, anyone who's been in Roseville, Josh, perfection, you know, Ill minds in there. Cranking, baby. Cranking. Seven a.m. Making beats from seven uh, seven in the morning until seven o'clock at night. Maybe I'll step out in the lounge once to eat. Religiously, religiously, right? Josh knows he was there, so perfection was there too. So 
um, we, you know, we put out the blap signal, you know, looking for, you know, just looking for producers, whatever. Just, uh, we just started actually Kids So Hard. Kids So Hard just started popping off. So mm-hmm. we, um, I was going through submissions, going through submissions, and I heard this one sample that was original and blew my fucking mind. And that was four years ago. Four years ago. I listened to another one. I was like, oh my God, this kid's got it. Who is this kid? He's got it. Played it for ill. It went crazy. It was like, ah, yep, he's got it. He's got it. Reach out to him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I reached out to Mario. This is why I fuck with Mario. On his own dime, he flew out uh, to New York, hotel everything, stood with us for like two days. We did a recap video. We did a contest. We put out his kit. And then, you know, we put out maybe his first two or three kits, the Grand Evening Samples with the yeah. name of it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to... Uh, just went crazy and then his name just started buzzing and then he just been my brother ever since man like we've just been super close and now he's managed you know you know he'll tell his story yeah. but you know money making match out to money making Matt yeah, man because Matt. he's a real one for forgetting uh, Mario under his wing and really taking care of him and yeah. Mario's blossoming and he's about to be out of yeah, here out of here 2021 what 2020 is gonna be a big year for trust Mario. me trust me this guy is gonna be that dude man he's already being that dude and he's gonna talk about what he started and this whole thing he's doing which is so original and different that nobody's doing and what I love about him he's a perfectionist yeah. Perfe- if the artwork wasn't right he might be if the artwork he, he wasn't right like he's a Virgo if the artwork wasn't <laughs> right or there was something he's like ah it's gotta be perfect and boom I worked with him made everything perfect and he's Exactly. I'm just so pr- I feel like he's like a son to me. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So shout out to That's Mario. So shout out to Mario. Let's uh let's get him on the phone. Shout All right, out cool. to Matt too. I yeah. think Matt's one of my favorite people. Oh, he's I the love best. Matt. He's I the best. Matt. All right. We got the man himself. Mario Luciano's in the building. Hey! Clap it up for Mario Luciano. Hey! Yo, yo, yo. Let's get it. <laughs> What's up, Mario? It, just over here chilling, mixing all these new samples. Of, of course, you're mixing samples that you are about to send to right. me. He's a busy guy. <laughs> He's a busy man. Yep. Um, man, first more. first of all, Mario, thanks for taking the time, man. Um, we we had a bit of an intro for you before the phone call, mm-hmm. um, so we we don't have to like double up and get into that again. But um, welcome to the show, man. Okay. Uh, I think it's a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been working really really hard. Um, on everything and, and and honestly man like you're, you're just you're just a really you're a really good producer mm-hmm. um and it, i think it's really amazing uh that you know what you've been putting your energy into which is um these crazy crazy melodies just mm-hmm. full compositions mm-hmm. um insane so um i want to jump right into to that stuff so for the people listening why don't you give them a little intro of uh you know what you do where you're from and like what you're pushing right now Okay, dope. So for everybody that doesn't know, uh, my name's Mario Luciano. Uh, I'm from Everett, which is like north of Seattle. Um, And yeah, I make original compositions. I use a lot of vintage organs, keyboards, roads, horns, strings, live guitar, vocals. And I mic all this stuff up through like old ribbon mics and just all vintage equipment. And it's like uh, soul, gospel, jazz type of compositions. 
insane. So, number one, you're doing real shit, and you're not just doing shit on the computer. Yeah. Which is amazing. Right, right. And so you're creating these full compositions, and what are you doing with them? You're selling them as packs, you're collaborating with producers. How, how's that been so far? So, some of them, yeah, I released on my own site, which is now um, polyphonicmusiclibrary.com. Which is so um, fire. First lot- of all, hold on. <laughs> Show Emil. <laughs> Show Emil. Polyphonic Music Library is get about to, it. to take over. Let's get to it. So you have poly, poly, Polyphonic Music Library. Correct. Okay. All right, continue. Yeah, so yeah, some, some of the samples I release on there, but then there's a lot of other stuff that I do that's like far more exclusive that I just send out to the homies and just producers that I work with. And then you get you get collaborations, and then they kind of take these melodies, produce, fully produce them out, and then um, you know you guys share uh, placements and, and that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. It's amazing, and you know you know it's so crazy, um, and you kind of already said it, but the thing that sets you apart from all these other sample you know sample making mm-hmm. producers is you're yep. you're really doing real organic music. I mean, you have singers coming in and laying vocals down mm-hmm. you have live instruments you're miking up on analog equipment and you're, you're you're doing the legwork and i think that's so smart and so amazing because you know a lot of the top music producers of today um a lot of times we don't want to have to go through that and so to be able to provide right. original samples going in and and to provide that those textures to the producers is so amazing. So, um, what, uh, what, 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 how's that been like so far? I mean, the, this whole investment in creating sample loops and everything for producers, um, you know, what, uh, what's that experience been like so far? Man, for me, I think it's been like life changing, direction changing. Cause when I was making beats, I would sample a lot of stuff and I was always just mad intrigued by like, what is that sound? Why is it panned to the left? What is going on to the right side of the speaker? And just all these textures were just crazy to me. And the more I got into making samples and like diving into what it takes to achieve that, it's just been like a whole new world for me. And I, I like that that aspect of making samples. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it helps your production too, you know, just learning that. One thing that really kind of... Um, kind of really impressed me was the visual that you put out yeah oh thank you insane. thank you that was dope and that's kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier is like yep. how to promote things and yep. like how you know mm-hmm. certain visuals should look on your social media to represent your brand and you know push whatever your your marketing and that i really fucked with it like it it made you feel something like mm-hmm. you know the piano mm-hmm. even you playing it like the slow-mo of the video like it made me really intrigued like damn i need some of those samples exactly i actually do by the way so you know i appreciate it and like and one thing too is like a lot of these musicians that i work with like they're all family like the mm-hmm. the lady that sings over all the mm-hmm. samples that's like my one of my best friends close friends mom and the one that shot the visuals is her son. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's the one that did, yeah, that did all the, he, he's a videographer. Yeah. Home so team, like everything wow. is like super, super tight knit. It's mm-hmm. not just random people. Wow. You're keeping it in the family mm-hmm. and, and again. Yeah, it's all like, or like friends of, 
family right. you know yeah, it's yeah. not just random session players that i'm finding they come play and that's it like we're all mad tight and close and we hang out and chop it up and have conversations about music life things like that and that's why the stuff comes out the way it comes out because it's not forced it's natural and we like all know each other it, which is amazing and also that brings up the key word relationships mm -hmm. and probably years and years of you you guys nurturing those relationships with each other to mm -hmm. get to know each other to lead up to this point mm -hmm. right yeah 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 whether it was music or not because we were friends before all of that stuff right. and then mm -hmm. when all of this like sample things came about i just started to look around like in my inner circle and people that i've known like seeing mm -hmm. who's a musician who can play this who can play that mm -hmm. who could sing and, that you know sure enough there was plenty of it around yeah wow. that's all it's about that's amazing. You know, it's so great because we always say, you know, all the time, you know, if you're looking for something, a lot of people look elsewhere, like are looking for other people that they don't know and almost like solicitating their services to somebody that they don't know who really doesn't understand the value of that person when all they really have to do is look on their cell phone and like look, say, who do I really fuck with and who actually does the jobs that's in hand? Who's right. the singer? Who plays violin? You know, who's the personal trainer? Whatever you're looking for. If you really look in your yeah. phone most of the time, just like you did, Mario, it's like it's right there. It just takes that knowledge, you know, that, that, yeah. that um, uh, what's the word? I'm going to drive to find those people. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? and, and let me, I know you can't see us, Mario, but let me pan. Josh, you want to pan to this? I want to show these guys on Yeah, YouTube Josh, zoom in on that, Josh. The polyphonic music library. Mm vinyl which um i think i if i read correctly is almost sold out correct mario it, it is sold out okay yeah. so this is completely sold out you can't get this anywhere sorry but sorry guys uh we got look, one mario is gracious <laughs> enough to send us one mm -hmm. and uh it comes with this really amazing is this cotton is this is this fucking what is this acrylic oh, this acrylic. is acrylic case so you open up you have the the polyphonic knit yes. logo Clean. And then you open it up. On the white case, crispy. And you have this polyphonic Ooh. music library cover. Is this your is this your friend's mom here, the singer? That's her. Yeah, she, that's is, Nicole she is incredible. What's her name, Nicole what? Nicole Eskridge. She, she doesn't even have an Instagram. Her son doesn't have an Instagram. Like, amazing. they're completely off the grid. Wow. Mm. I Good respect for you. that so much. That's amazing. But shout to Nicole yeah. Eskridge. Shout to, shout to Jimmy James on guitar bass. Shout to Mario. Jimmy Jimmy James is crazy. He's actually, like, a touring musician. He tours with um, Delvon Lamar and the organ trio. Oh, wow. So, he, so he's, like, popping. Shout out to Jimmy. all over the place. Shout to Jimmy. Shout to... Uh, uh, Gil uh, Kabakang I hope I'm saying that right and on yeah. the tenor sax shout yep. to Katie yeah. uh, Moshauser on the strings shout to yep. Lauren oh. Santee on background vocals shout Leon McQuay the third more background vocals and uh, Robert Madrid on the flute uh, Robert shout out to Robert on the flute yeah so this is mm -hmm. Polyphonic Volume 1 Man. an original collection of gospel and soul samples and, and it, this record feels like a record you would find at a record yeah. store yeah. and it looks like it should have came out around that era too like the whole vibe of it feels like like what early 80s am yes. I getting that like like vibe yeah like er, like late 70s it's late 70s late 70s, late 70s. Yeah, yeah 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 that's late fire late 70s early 80s fire. Fire. so amazing so so Mario let's talk about samples um so your process, Tell, right. walk us through a little bit of your process because there's a lot of producers out there listening that are also, you know, sample creators and really into this stuff. Um, walk us through sort of your process, the everyday process of putting loops together. 
so usually what I'll do is I'll start with the keys always. I'll have like a couple progressions um, and I don't like fully produce the whole song. I'll have like eight bar loops mm-hmm. of, you know, these keyboard progressions. And then I'll have my guitar player, Jimmy James, he'll come in and improvise over all of them and play chords and melodies, little things like that and add a bass line. And then from there, I come back and I replay my keys so that they're a lot more melodic and there's other things going on. Like I wanna be able to give him room to be able to do licks and things and stuff in between yeah. them without like overdoing my parts first. Mm, okay. So it, 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 always, it always starts with that, with keys and guitar first. And then from there, I just sit with them and I listen to see like, where can strings come in? What would the horn section sound like? Mm. Uh, where should it come in at? And like really arrange the song and once I get my like parts right, I, I use this program called Sibilius, and yeah, it charts Sibilius. MIDI into mm-hmm. sheet music. Yes. And then I'll take it, I'll, I'll bring it to like my horn section, and it's like That's tenor crazy. sax, these are your notes. Lead trumpet, this is your notes. Wow. Um, trombone, these are your notes. Flugel, I have a, yeah. so my horn section grew tremendously from that, from that release right there. It was just my man Gil on the sax. Now I got a guy that plays trumpet, trombone, and flugel. And yeah, they have all their stuff. They have the sheet music in front of them to the point where literally when I go to the studio, I record in that I'll book like two hours and we'll knock out like 15 samples in two hours. They just, everything is written, charted and ready to go. Yeah. They just read it. Boom. Okay. Next one, next one. And so on and so forth. Yeah. It's so amazing amazing. because you're taking the, the process of real music making into hip hop and yeah. into you know R and B pop yeah. whatever they end yep. up being in, and then you take a producer to come in and really just take it and treat it like a sample, mm-hmm. and that, that's just mm-hmm. so that's so incredibly yeah. um, just just intuitive. And just even the instruments that mm-hmm. you're yeah. using, right? Because a lot of people don't use the instruments that you've mm-hmm. mentioned. You know, mm-hmm. like they they try to incorporate it in certain ways, but yep. when you're working with real musicians you know and you're sampling in that way it's real music yeah and And like you said it's a different feel too yeah yeah it's a way different feel just combining it with hip-hop it just makes it yeah you know uh mario and i have have something crazy that we did for someone Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) that melody i can't like i'm trying to wrap my head around how you did that melody you know which one i'm talking about i think yeah with the vocals on it yeah no there wasn't any vocal on it it was just piano um, the one where me and Cal flipped. Damn, I I don't even think I remember actually. I've it's, so it's many for the compositions boy, for the boy. Here, I'd, I'd be forgetting, but I know, and especially a lot of the shit that we have is like a bunch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably mic'd up a, a live piano, mm-hmm. recorded it, and was it like already manipulated or was it like live? Yeah, already? it was manipulated. Yeah, then I probably just got in here and did what I do. Yeah, um, that's crazy. But a lot, a lot of times I like just keeping it raw. Like the more I'm doing it, the more I'm like, I realize like the the cool part of sampling is like the way melodies interact with each other at certain parts of the song, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not loops at like. 30 seconds in you hear a little phrase that you like you chop mm-hmm. that maybe you listen to it for another 15 20 seconds and you hear another part you like you chop that 
and that's what makes the samples the sample you know exactly it's not just the loops it's it's like a full piece of music that you would if you were to play it on vinyl from a song it would be the section that you basically like record right Mm -hmm. yeah that's sick hey uh i have two questions for you one how'd you get started in the sampling game two uh with the polyphonic like what made you want to go to that from starting where you started from I didn't even see it going to that when I first started, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um, to answer your first question, um, samples, I was just taking a break from making beats. I was just exhausted from that. And I was like, whatever, let me just make some samples, see what this sounds like. And I had a folder of like 10 or so. And um, I started to send them out. I sent them out to a couple of sites just to see what would happen, like zero expectations. And pretty much all of them turned me down, except Kit So Hard, um, which the super plug. Thank Um, you, appreciate it. You heard him. I did. Um, I did. And then I, I think you played him for ill or something, and that's kind of how like the start of everything. I told Atlas, I was like, "Who the fuck made these?" And I need to speak to him. Send me a folder now. (laughs) Yeah, I need you to send me ASAP. Yeah, it's funny because when you know you get so many you know submissions, and I'm I'm listening, I'm listening, and anyone who knows who A and R any type of project or anything, ninety percent of it, ninety five is not really hitting the way you want it. But man, when I heard the quality and the sonics and what you were doing. It was just, it stood out to me, like, dramatically. And to see, and then when I hit you and you're like, yeah, you know, I sent it to these bigger, like, I'm not going to say their names, but bigger, right. like, they could have got it in the beginning very easily. They just let it go. Yeah. They just let it freaking go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So shout out to you I, taking it from there to, to where you are now. I think it worked out better than it could have, even if I would have gotten on some of those other sites, because right. I would have just been another producer on there selling his kits doing you know probably pretty well um but building the relationship with you and then also building the relationship with Illmind got me so much further and then you came to Brooklyn something like that remember when you came to Brooklyn when you came to Brooklyn we did the contest yeah yeah and all that Brooklyn and and (laughs) that shit was crazy I wish I could have stayed longer Mm -hmm. um Mario that's amazing yeah What's up? That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, just, just the idea that, like, you've taken your craft um, to this level of amazing. quality mm-hmm. is, is there, and trust me, there's a lot of guys out there that are really great. I'm sure, Mario, you're a fan of a lot of other guys out here, too, that are doing similar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you, something about your textures and your compositions are, are just, they're really, really special. So whatever Facts. you're doing, Facts. whatever you're doing is working, man. Um, and the people you're working with. Yes. Yep. You could hear the love yeah. in the music. You could hear it. And you could feel the texture. So um, what, uh, what, what would be sort of one, cre- a creative piece of advice that you would give, or any type of piece of advice you would give to, um, you know, a producer that's like kind of interested in like pursuing this type of work, which is creating original, original sample loops for producers i i think you just have to fully fully dive into it and there's no like kind of half stepping in between it mm-hmm. um i had to learn to play a lot like i i did i was not able to play the way i play now like two years ago mm-hmm. and jimmy james he will tell you because he's been in it from the very beginning with me and he saw the progression like i had to just put time into 
making the stuff sound the way it does. And the only person that can do that is whoever is directing it and knowing what they want to be played. And I, like I said, I write my horns out, I write my strings out, all of these things. And I research a lot. Like after I'm done making samples or I'm done in the studio or whatever, and I'm just laying in bed, I'm researching equipment, who did what, how it was recorded back in the day. I'm like looking up studios from the 70s and reading books and trying to piece together equipment that made whatever sounds I'm, I'm a fan of come out the way they sounded and try to get to those types of pieces and then record it in my way. At what point was it when you went from doing that to, you know, the polyphonic? Um, I'd, I'd want, I wanted to like go towards that direction for a while, but mm -hmm. it was also like a financial thing that okay. was like holding me back because that equipment is not cheap. Yeah. And that, that's how, when you talk about those textures and you say just something about them is special, it's a lot of it is the equipment that I use mm -hmm. you know, that brings out that warmth and those like just sonic tones. Mm -hmm. um, and I just started going in, man. Honestly, like I took out loans, I took out credit cards. I was in debt heavy, mm -hmm. probably like eight grand, nine grand, mm -hmm. and was just doing what I was doing, putting out kits, taking that money, putting it back onto my debt, catching up as much as I could boom, run it back up and just kept constantly investing into the craft until it got to where it's at now, which was like two years in the making mm -hmm. of not spending a dime on myself, like clothes, no, going out, no, not really, mm -hmm. like saving every penny towards the equipment. Yep. And also too, I wow. see you like the vegan thing, you're running like, you know, five miles a day and stuff um, on your social media. Um, you know, I, also too, I also think even from the beginning, and I could say this really honestly from my heart, and I've known you for years now, the like as passionate as you are now, especially the quality of like the gear you're working with, was the same way ill from yep. the beginning. Yep. He was exactly the same. He always won. He was like, ah, no, this has to be like this, and this has to be perfect like this. And man, I'm so proud of you, man, from where you started to where you are now. Like your your future is just so bright like like i'm like thank it's amazing you, when's you. your birthday mario yeah oh yeah we wanted to ask are you virgo no nah, i'm an aquarius aquarius, yeah. aquarius. Uh, we, we had a bad we're saying yeah. we thought you were a virgo aquarius. okay aquarius. Aquarius. my brother's an aquarius yeah shout out to all the aquarius yeah, man. that's yeah, amazing sir. um i yeah so like we we you got some stuff coming up um I'm not going to put you on the spot to say what, but um, if people wanted to purchase any uh, samples or inquire with you for anything else, how could they reach you? Um, they they can just hit up the uh, there's a contact email on the Polyphonic website. Amazing, so um, there it is. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely always looking for people to collab with, you know, musicians and stuff like that, but. Again, it just it has to be organic, you know. Yeah, um, the the organic part shines in the music, and it's really it's really interesting hearing you talk about you know taking out loans and investing mm -hmm. in your craft and yep. sacrificing yep. over two years, three years. That That's basically real. confirms Some pretty much shit. everything that we talk about on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you focused on a passion, you invested in yourself, that you took a huge risk. I mean, you're taking loans out knowing that there could be a possibility that I won't be able to pay these back or this might not work or 
these samples might not be good enough for whoever and you took that risk and you bet on yourself and and i think that's the difference between people that win and people that don't is you 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 experience a certain level of sacrifice and huge scary risk to break through to the other side of success and yo you're on your way man you're gonna have an amazing 2020 oh my god oh my god yeah man i'm yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm excited about it can't wait and yeah and like all all this stuff is, is like I won't say recent because I, I've been making samples for a second, but like the soul stuff, all of this really got to where it's at, like towards the end or beginning of 2019 or the end of 2018. So, mm-hmm. and you know how the music game is, it's usually like a year, you yeah. know, after everything comes out. So mm-hmm. yeah, moving, moving forward, it's, it's looking nice, man. Amazing. Amazing. I'm ready. Amazing. We're ready. Uh, Perfection just gave me that look. Like you better send her some. Yeah, she's man. like, Come she's on. like, email me them pack. samples. Send me a pack. <laughs> she needs that pack. <laughs> she's gonna be in the studio all week. Please. She's busy. Oh, even facts, even, yeah. even Atlas wants a pack. Yeah. <laughs> I, yo, I get the packs early, baby. Don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm good. I need that for that camp. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, nah, such man. an honor to have you on the show, Mario. For yeah, real, man. So for man it's, yeah, long time coming, man. I'm mm-hmm. I'm honored to be on it. And yeah, I think man. you should definitely um, keep doing some of those visuals. More mm. vinyl. Yeah. And vinyl. Yeah, more, I, it's, it's all, all my stuff that I, I, I put out on Polyphonic, it's all going to be on vinyl. Good. Good. Um, so no digital releases. Limited. What's that? No digital release, just vinyl only. Well, yeah, it, it'll be on vinyl, and, and the people that do buy the vinyl, they'll get um, a digital download with it so that they can start flipping the samples instantly but it's not going to be available to you know hundreds and thousands of people after you got to get the drop when it's there and if not you know that's it next time next time sorry buddy (laughs) sorry guys jump (laughs) on the polyphonic uh music library anytime polyphonic drops don't sleep i I think you're gonna get to the point where these are gonna sell out in like less than an hour mm-hmm. or a couple minutes you're gonna get to that point yeah yeah so what's it well, what's the uh the social media for polyphonic again uh polyphonic music library there it is that's it polyphonic music library.com yeah. google it search there it, it. Is. Yeah, more 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 merch coming on the way too mm-hmm. i mean i started just simple with you know the vinyl and the beanies but it's gonna go to a lot of other stuff too so mm-hmm. i'm really trying to build it kind of like you know, and this isn't making the comparison to these legendary companies, but like how Motown was and how Blue Note was and how Stax was and like mm-hmm. Atlantic in the early mm-hmm. days when Aretha mm-hmm. was there and stuff. Like that's, that's where I want to take Polyphonic, not mm-hmm. just a music library, but there's also a record side of it where I want to put out just records for people to listen to like yeah. me playing the keys for eight minutes and a trumpet player jamming with me yeah and just put that out into the world and let a kid find it 20 years from now exactly you know, and dig into the story mm-hmm. exactly and sample it <laughs> and sample yeah. it exactly yeah so amazing my man is out of here amazing Mario Luciano's amazing here, um bro. people are gonna catch wind of this very oh, very man. soon if they haven't already but uh shout to Mario Luciano man thank you for joining us bro Man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. I right, do. We'll catch up Peace soon. Peace out, brother. Later. Yes, sir. Peace. There it is. Wow. My man Mario Luciano killing the game. Polyphonic Music Library. She's about to get crazy. What a come up. Get crazy. What a come up, man. Um, 
Yeah, man. Shout to Mario and uh, shout to all of our producers who listen. This is episode 109, man. We're about to wrap. Zero. But uh, shout to all the producers out there. Um, we'll catch you at the next episode. I like this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Comment below or comment in the comment section or find us on social media at BlabChat yep. uh, with any questions, comments about what we talked about today. I definitely so. want you guys to. Um, uh, give us some feedback and uh, what you're thinking about our conversation earlier. I know Facts. we ruffled a few feathers, but you guys, you'll be all right. You guys will be all right. You It'll guys will be good. Don't be so sensitive. <laughs> Get out there. Have a cookie. We're out of here. Wait. See you next time. Peace.